Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. This week we look back at some of the classic British art shows as we put Art Attack up against Smart. Now this is a real pick'em. And we take a special look at the show and person that started it all really and that's Take Heart with the legendary Tony Hart. Producer Paul and I are still in different locations but as ever we're here to still bring you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. So let's get started. And joining me as ever for this real battle is Producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. I'm God. I I still don't know who I'm gonna go for. I think I've just about managed to um, figure it out, but um, it was a tough old week this week because some of the some of the things where one falls short, it picks it up in so many different areas and and vice versa. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you put it like that, I think I've got an idea too. But uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those where. Both shows are like so vivid and iconic in my in my childhood. Yeah. The the presenters as well, everything. I mean, with Smart as we talk about Smart, it does it does have a very very sad ending. Yeah. With yeah. Uh, with Mark Spade. it's a such a sad story. We'll we'll get into that in a in a little bit, but uh, I think we should start with the special and take heart because i think that's the one where you kind of see where smart got its ideas from and even art attack and and so on and so forth and yeah let's 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 get going with that and we're going back to february 1977 and some of the things happening in the world u.s president jimmy carter announces u.s foreign aid will now consider human rights the Congress Party of India, led by Indira Gandhi, splits with Jagivan Ram and other senior leaders, forming Congress for Democracy, and this party later emerges with the Janata Party. The Soviet Union launches Soyuz 24 with Viktor Gorbatko and Yuri Glazkov to dock the Salyut 5 space station. In Search and Noah's Ark was in the cinemas and probably for me anyway, for my money, one of the greatest albums of all time was released. Rumours by Fleetwood Mac. If this ain't in your top five albums of all time, then y'all need to go back and do your list again. You have to have Rumours by Fleetwood Mac in your top five. And despite you not knowing sod all about music and <laughs> pop culture i can safely safely say that you know at least one song from this album um let me figure out which one tell, tell me a, a song and i'll tell you if i know it oh yeah of course that is called um obviously it's a formula one theme tune from the bbc but I... the chain uh yeah, I, I, I used to have this in my playlist. Of course you did. You can go your own way. You have to know that song. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I actually genuinely do. I, I genuinely do know that song. 
yeah, yeah, that's that's probably the most. Fa- I told you, say so you know two songs. I mean, secondhand news is probably my favorite. Well, I, I was uh, I was watching um, a show called Blackish yesterday, and it was talking about Prince. It was talking about Prince, um, and almost every song, I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a Prince song. I didn't know that was a Prince song. I didn't know Prince sung that. <laughs> so I knew all of the songs, but I didn't know that it was Prince. Anyway, well, there you go. I mean, see. Every, it, I, there's a chance that everybody knows at least one song from this album. It's a, it's a, it's an absolute masterpiece. I think they were even squabbling whilst doing this album. Really? I think yeah, they were all at loggerheads. You had um, oh, what's her name? Stevie Nicks and other people within the group, and yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, it's a cracking album. And like I said, if it's not in your top five albums of all time, then I suggest you go back and do your list again. So now we're talking about Take Heart. So this was a British children's television program all about art presented by Tony Hart. And it featured Tony Hart and the animated plasticine character Morph and other characters created by David Sproxton, like Smolder the Molder, which was a lump of mold, which would create props by spraying them out of a spray can. And the only other human to appear was Mr. Bennett, who was the caretaker played by Colin Bennett. And as well as demonstrating small-scale projects, projects, the type that viewers might be able to do, Hart also created large-scale artworks on the TV studio floor and even used beaches and other open spaces as canvases. And you can actually view it from the camera crane which might, might be a technique that other shows will end up using. And like I said, Art Attack ended up using that whole sort of concept. The theme song is the classic Left Bank 2, composed by Wayne Hill. Classic British... Elevator music. Yes, it is. It's like classic elevator music. It's very nice. It's very calm and lovely to to listen to. And also, uh, a regular feature of the program was the gallery. And I'm going to, yeah, I've got the music on the background, Cavatina, which is like this sort of guitar, really nice melody. Honestly, I'm watching this program. I could have fallen asleep on so many different occasions, not because I was bored, but because it was so mellow and chill. And you're listening to all the music and the way Tony Hart is. And in an attempt to update the image of the series, Take Heart was replaced with Heartbeat. And yeah, that he wanted to kind of modernize and jazz up the whole art show concept. And that's where Heartbeat came from. And I think Kirsten O'Brien co-hosted with uh, Tony Hart. And as you will know, Kirsten O'Brien was one of the presenters of Smart. and. Although Tony Hart is um, given the credit for Morph and being on the show with him, Morph was actually uh, created by a very young David Sproxton and Peter Lord, and the pair formed Aardman Animations. And their famous creation was... Wallace and Gromit. Oh, you actually know this one. You're on the ball today. Yeah, I think Aardman Productions... I actually... um... I got into like kind of studying them a little bit um, back. In, well, I think it was when Chicken Run came out, um, and yeah, obviously, I think everyone's got to be a fan of 
it's even even if it's a three shorts, you know, um, wrong trousers, grand day out, and um, a close shave. Not in. It's the wrong trousers, Gromit. <laughs> I think my favorite. Oh, cheese, Gromit. My favorite is definitely um, a grand day out. That's like hundred percent my favorite. That's one. the moon one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. And on um, Take Heart, apparently, like the crew said that you know. Tony gave him the scope to include more items and Tony was a really professional. He never complained and he was very laid back and he was even like at times, like we'll talk about it when we're talking about our sort of opinions is that he's very laid back. He's very chill. It's all like, hello everybody. And welcome to, I mean, he's not like that mellow and grooved out, but he's, very chilled and, and laid back. And the co-creator of Morph, Peter Lord, said about Tony Hart, and I quote, Tony Hart was a terrific artist, skillful, fluent, and endlessly en- oh, endlessly inventive. Endlessly. I can't even speak. He could draw and paint beautifully and had a natural, elegant sense of composition and design. But I think of him primarily as a communicator. What an inspiring, inspirational career he had in TV effortlessly encouraging young people to express themselves in every sort of visual medium. The different techniques he demonstrated were varied, surprising, and delightful. And through the gallery, he even established a dialogue with his viewers and their work. In person, he was amazingly modest about his talent and his achievements. And that TV manner, gentlemanly, kindly, and polite, was absolutely genuine and reflection of the man. And yeah, like he inspired several generations of children to be creative. Many of them actually went on to be artists in their own right. And they've gone apparently to encourage their own children to be creative because Tony Hart showed them how. And a little biography on Tony Hart before I pass on to you. He was born Norman Anthony Hart. And he was born on the 15th of October, 1925 in Maidstone, Kent. He initially worked as an officer in a Gurkha regiment until the start of Indian independence, whereupon he became involved in children's television from the 1950s. And yeah, he pretty much became the the face of of children's television back then. And I think he even had a, a stint as host of Blue Peter. And his contribution to children's television include the design of the ship logo used by Blue Peter and the show's badges. And obviously being a part of the of the uh, the uh, the life and times of of morph and hart actually received two bafta awards his first was best children's educational program which came in 1984 for take heart and he was given a lifetime achievement award in 1998 he did a an interview with the times in 2008 where he revealed that he had two strokes and it robbed him of the use of his hands and left him unable to draw, which he described as, and I quote, the greatest cross I have to bear. And he passed away in January 2009 at the age of 83. In March 2009, there was a flash mob organized through Facebook, which paid tribute to Tony Hart around with around 200 more figures displayed outside the Tate Modern Art Gallery. And Hart's daughter, Carolyn Ross, attended and judged the best morph in show. A memorial plaque is displayed in Hart's birthplace, the town of Maidstone, where he studied art at the town's college. 
And the, the plaque was unveiled by his daughter in May 2009 at the Hazlitt Arts Center. So take heart. I mean, let's 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 talk about it. I mean, I knew Tony Hart because of Smart, because what they used to do sometimes on Smart, and this is I, I didn't actually see this when I was watching Smart, but when Smart they used to literally show old clips of Tony Hart. Like just random, just a random clip of, of Tony Hart making something and the, and it was one of them like let's go back to memory lane sort of things and that was he gave birth to so much of like smart and art attack and everything like there's so many elements within this show even directly in smart they use a lot of the elements from this show um and in art attack they copied a few as well so i think like it's in, absolutely in, amazingly impressive like cv he's got going yeah on. I mean, I did, like I said, he was so laid back and he barely spoke when he was doing the yeah. drawings, which I noticed a lot. Yeah, one of my notes was is hypnotic. One thing I noticed about this show is that they chucked in an animation wherever they could. They loved a bit of an animation, wherever it's him throwing something off a table and it turning into something, a little animation or, you know, some morph coming up and getting into mischief or whatever it was, they loved a bit of an animation. And I think it might have just been to wake people up. Yeah, I think, but it did the opposite because there's music that's really hypnotic, and and him just saying like every now and then he'd be like, "I'm just going to put these on here," and that was it. And then you would just show the rest and like music, and um, or he'll say like the show will come on, and he'll be drawing, and he just quickly go hello, like just to acknowledge that the audience is there, just say a quick hello, really soft as so, hello. And then he would just like be silent and hypnotic music as well. <laughs> I was like, I know. And then, but like I said, like the gallery music. There's so much times where I nearly fell asleep just oh. on that gallery music. Can we talk about the gallery now? Or do you want to do that later? Because you know what, right? You know what? I read your comment, and you know what? No, no, those kids <laughs> can draw. I don't care if he's three years old. <laughs> if that kid can draw, then. Good for him. It's literally got like this. It's like the Mona Lisa is up there, and it's just Man, like. Man, it's not it's, the Mona Lisa. Just, it was just. And also, have you ever heard of tracing paper? George, did really? that occur to you that he could have traced it? As that was not tracing. I've, I've seen some. So some of the pictures on there, honestly, were like incredible. Yeah, but, and they did it. What a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. Yes, a six-year-old. I knew a six-year-old in my class who was amazing at art. I just don't understand how, like, they, you know, they can't. There was a girl, Gertrude. Gertrude in my class, she was amazing at art. Yo, shout out to Gertrude, wherever you may be in life. Yeah, you were an amazing drawer. I, I, I smell a fish. No, I'm, I'm telling you, there were kids who were amazing at drawing. I don't know why you have to be so cynical. Not, not everyone who's like. I don't know, fully grown teenager who can hold a pencil up properly can draw no, a masterpiece. Is, one thing, I, one thing I've written on my notes as well is, I genuinely think, art, drawing and painting and things like that is something that you cannot teach. Like you can teach techniques and yeah, like, improve, that's true. but you've either got it or you haven't. Like my, and my... I, I, I don't got it. I don't got Basically, it. Basically, I was, um, yeah, science and art were my two worst subjects at school. I can't draw to save my life. Uh, I can't either. My thing is, my sister and my dad can. Um, they, they, they're, they're incredible artists, both of them. Um, but I, 
Yeah, I struggle. I really struggle. Um, yeah. I used to hate art, man. I'd be like to the teacher, just give me my D and let's be over with. Okay, <laughs> shoot. Just tell me what I need to do for the bare minimum. And they'd be like, just don't color over the lines and yeah. you might scrape a pass. Okay, <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you very much. No one told you that it's like a, it's a, ta- it's a like a real talent thing. It's not like um, it is a talent you, thing. You can't teach it. You really cannot teach someone to be able to draw well. Or it's like teaching someone to have good handwriting. You can teach them to adjust it slightly, but you your handwriting is your handwriting. Ah, uh, don't don't get me started on handwriting, yo. I had to write in pencil until I was in year six because my handwriting was that bad. Well, I had to do my handwriting SATs exam again. Because the teacher was like, "Um, no. She goes, you're going to fail. Like, it's going to bring down your whole English grade. Because it's like, you're doing so well. You're on the level, like, level four, I think, back in year six was the level that you... No, level three was the level everybody needs to be getting at that point in their development. And I was on, like, sort of three going on to four. And she was like, "Um, we're going to run this test back again. We're going to run it back. (laughs) We're about to run it back. Here you go. And I remember, like, I took the whole day just to write this passage. Really? Took me, like, until after school. Like, I had to literally sit there and be like, right, I'm not going to fail. I'm going to... Like, I, my, my handwriting is notoriously bad. Like, my parents used to give me stick every day for my handwriting. Like, I was like, thank God we can do homework on computers now because, can't be typing this stuff up. And, you know... As well as the um, him being silent and then not talking too much, there was lots of one criticism that I will say was that there was so many silent moments from scene to scene or from from shot to shot where he's, he's literally walking from one place to another and it's just silent, silent. I remember like producers used to tell me they can never be silent or if they're silent, it's like a second. And and also silence is like a very powerful filmmaking technique. If you want, if you want something to be like drilled home and to be really poignant, you silence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's I don't like, think this is the point of that. No, exactly. So, so you've got to be talking to people. You need to be engaging. Right. This is what you do. You get this. You get this. You do that. You do that. This is how you put it together, and that's how you make a jelly deal using paper mache and paint there you go that's how you're meant to be explaining it not not just the eerie silence i did write on my notes as well that it's informative and educational and not so much the entertaining bit yeah but whenever he's talking it was informative yeah um it was yeah it was the thing is obviously this is the 70s so tv is completely different but it was like um it was very like quiet and hypnotic. maybe that yeah maybe that's how they do in the 70s maybe that's yeah i could just imagine someone sitting in front of the tv like a very quiet household like dad's reading a newspaper or something do you know what i mean and, and yeah the kids sitting in front of the tv watching this really quiet tv show um i did actually watch an episode of um heartbeat but that was a much more upbeat like you said before um i think show. maybe that was because he was saying that this was very outdated and so maybe Heartbeat was going to be the thing that kind of dragged Tony Hart and drag him into sort of modernizing his product and modernizing what he had, which was trying to explain and 
in many ways simplify art for many a many a children growing up in the 70s 80s and i think heartbeat ran to the 90s didn't it i'm not sure i didn't i, didn't I think kirsten o'brien was one of the guy yeah i could have rem- i could have sworn i read kirsten o'brien was hosting heartbeat with with tony hart so it was one of those where they needed to bring this format into a later a later era so um why don't we talk about episodes we watched? Chances are we watched the same. Yeah, so I, I, the first one I missed the actual, um, what's it called, the the episode name or number. Um, but this was like kind of a uh, picture, pictures with missing pictures. So uh, a picture that isn't there, but it's still a picture. Yeah. So, so for you, example, when you have like a white bit of paper, you cut it up into a shape of i don't know a bird or a dog and you put it over another bit of paper yeah so the, the so image the, of the bird so the appears. silhouette is kind of the picture if you see yeah. what i mean or, or yeah. in in the specific example there was like he'd done lines on straight lines across a wall and and when he peeled off the masking tape there was like where the lines were the gaps in the lines it made a giraffe um yeah uh and so, but this turns out to be this episode was about stencils. And then I was really surprised to see Morph pop up in this episode. Um, and he kind of just like pops up at various points in the TV show, like like completely unannounced and just causes mischief and stuff. Oh my. Yeah, there was um, the little Morph cartoon because I think, what was it? Um, it was turning into stuff. So it was, it was like a, a creature sort of thing. And they kept like sort of swapping. So I think it was like it started off as a as a duck and so morph turns in no it was a chicken and then morph dwarfs into a chicken and so that chicken turns into a fox and morph gets scared and you know what that fox turns and you know what morph turns into he turns into a gun <laughs> <laughs> I was like what the hell? <laughs> and then the fox is like, ah! And then, and then I think Morph turns into a dog and then they go back to normal. But the bit the where he turns from the chicken into a gun. <laughs> genius. Absolutely genius. Oh, I thought is... genius that is cynical. But then fox hunting back in 77 or whenever this came out was... Uh, very much a, a feature of British society, wasn't it? And to be honest, let's not forget, you know, this is the BBC. These aren't, you know, this isn't like um, Channel 4 or anything like that. This is like uh, upper class people, that, you know, at the, B- at the BBC in the top end. And also, let's, you know, he's, a, he's quite a well-to-do gentleman, is Tony Hart. So he probably, he probably doesn't see much wrong with fox hunting and, and the like. Well, I don't think anybody did. Yeah, I know, but he was Hell, they born. didn't think there was anything wrong with fox hunting back in the two. I mean, when did fox hunting disappear? In two thousand and five, wasn't it? Yeah, early two thousands. Yeah. So yeah, that very much another twenty, another thirty years almost passed after that was aired until they decided to get get rid of it. But yeah, I mean, it was very much like a very, very much a thing. I remember animals of Farthingwood. They run into uh, a fox hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. I think fox and and that's where he meets Vixen in Animals of Fatherhood. So yeah, it was it was. I ain't saying 
it didn't exist because it existed. And I'm watching that. I mean, I'm like, ah, what the hell? But that's me coming in 2020. Maybe if I watched this back in 97 or 98, I would have thought, ha, 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 that's so funny. Look at that stupid fox. Ha, ha, ha. It's still funny, though, even though it's still a bit funny, I think, isn't it? It's got to be a little bit funny. I've got my hands in the air. I don't know. I don't know. Um. So, carrying on for this episode. Uh, oh, one thing... sorry. There was um a really cool, cool mural of uh, Che Guevara. Hmm. That your man was kind of doing outside of the of the of the building, whatever. And what else? I've got an angry toaster pick. Angry toaster. I don't know where the angry toaster came from. Oh, this is the same episode we watched, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the same one that we're talking about. And yeah, our angry toaster pick very good. So it must have been. Yeah, that was that was from a gallery. That was um. That's from a gallery. Yeah, yeah. So, So a child did that, supposedly. Um, Please, all right. Stop hating on the kids, all right. I we do this podcast for the kids, all right. I'll stop hating on the. I'm gonna stop hating on the kids when we get to Art Attack, and and maybe some of Smart, and then you realise what six year olds can do and what six year olds can't do, and more to the point, what six year olds can draw. Okay, six year old parents. Six year olds can draw. Okay. Um, right. So, I, I, I could, be, I could draw, not very well, mind you, but I could pick up exactly. a pen and pencil and draw. Yeah, but I think is these are masterpieces. You're talking? No, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't all that. There was one that I sent you that was like absolutely pristine. I didn't stop going out the edges until I was at least look. thirty. Um, that's you, dog. <laughs> that's you. Oh, the, oh, the picture you sent me from Stuart Hazelwood. Yeah, Stuart. Who was, who was age eight. This is what I would expect an eight-year-old to draw. I'm sorry. No. An eight-year-old, yeah. I mean, first of all, you're, you're making up like as if this is some Vincent van but Gogh kind of-ish. But look at Elizabeth Mark or Elizabeth Marley or whatever yeah. her name is. On a, on the one above it. Well, the kaleidoscope. Yeah. You literally, what you do with that is you get a design of that. You put a bit of paper on it. You rip it up, and then you get the kaleidoscope effect. You don't draw this. Oh, all right. I thought I drew yeah. the whole thing. No, you don't draw this. Are you sure? What the kaleidoscope thing? Yeah, literally, what you do, you get the pattern of a kaleidoscope. You yeah. put it on a bit of paper, and then you make sure it's one of them like sticky back plastic classic British BBC thing. Yeah. You rip it off, and then you get the kaleidoscope design on paper. Ah, okay. Uh, that's a little bit more f- believable. But the thing is, if Stuart Hazelwood, and if he manages to bump into this podcast, please get in touch. Oh, please do, Stuart Hazelwood. He's probably draw... like a an old man now, isn't he? There's a winter... So this is a winter uh, uh, scene. Uh, it's snowing and there's like kind of trees in the background. Now, the car, there's a, there's a van in the picture. Yeah, an eight-year-old could have done that. Uh, there's a house thing in the background. An eight-year-old could have done that, but the trees and the and the snow and everything else is just incredible detail. What are you talking about? It's not incredible details. My man probably just got a bit of white paint, covered it with some little grey paint. The the trees you just get you just draw lines. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I couldn't do this now. Um, 
Yeah, uh, but some people can. Like you said, you either born with it and you ain't. And it appears that Stuart was born with it. All right, I'm going to see if I can look up Stuart Hazelwood and ask him. He doesn't exist, all right? This ain't some yellow pages and whatnot. We ain't got time to be looking up no Stuart. Right, okay, let me see if there's any more for this episode. Uh, no, Mural of Che Guevara, and that was... Uh, I was going to say, this show was very well-paced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This show was very well paced. It wasn't. It wasn't um, one of those slow things. For nineteen, for the nineteen seventies, this was very, very well paced. I have to say, the time kind of flowed and it went with the show. I mean, like I said, put me to sleep a couple times. I felt like I was in a trance with the uh, the gallery music, and you know what? Even maybe just gallery music when he's like doing a little painting, they'll play like this nice, serene music in the background. It feels like I'm, I don't know, on a hammock and lying in the beach somewhere and I'm about to fall asleep. And Right, what was the second episode? Um, so I watched one... Oh, okay, so um, Series 3, Episode 5 was my next one. It must have been the same one then. Bubbles? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, did you uh, watch this with your son? I know he's a big fan of the Bubbles. No. Uh, Bubbies? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't watch it with him actually. Um, um, yeah, should have. He would have loved the bubbles. Yeah, I mean, trying to get him to concentrate for more than after after that, that would have been a nightmare. My notes would have been even more sparse than they normally are. Uh, it's just basically objects that can fly, isn't it? Or yeah, so it turns out to be th- flying things, animals, kites, airplanes, and morph when he morph puts feather, feathers on his arms. Oh, okay. So, so, so he must have done something that I disagreed with because I think he threw something on. Oh, yeah. He was doing all this abstract stuff where he throws, dashes stuff and he's like, put some triangles on a page and I'm going to put some these on a page. And, and I said, I've written on my notes that this is a type of art that I hate because to be honest, it doesn't count as art. Putting... Of course it does. Nah, man. Stuck drawing a picture that looks like something else is art, but throwing something on a page <laughs> and saying, there you go, does not count. No, like, but it depends what you're trying to achieve. Nah, there has to be some effort. When involved. he got it on the big paper, you're telling me that wasn't art? No, nah, it still doesn't count. It's not. It's what? Not good it's he not literally good had a guy flying a kite. You had the trees. You had the sunset. You had the grass. You had it all. I could see something in the picture. Art oh. for me is what I see in was front that of when me. He, was that when he used the sawdust? No. Well, it must have been on heartbeat then. Um, no, because art is what you see in front of you. It's it's what you see. And when he did the big thing, like, okay, I can get to an extent. I don't, but I can understand you saying, oh, throwing a couple of triangles and then putting a frame and saying, ta-da! Okay, that doesn't necessarily work out. But when he got it onto the big thing... What do you want? It was literally a, a, a guy flying his kite. You had the tree. You had the nice sky. You had the green grass. What more do you want? If you'd have submitted that as an art project at school, they would have told you to go away and do it again. Depends on what the art project is, though. If it is abstract art in that sense, I would literally get a triangle, put it in a frame, have a nice little thing. There you go. Pyramids. Yeah, I just don't. I th- I think it's 
There has to be some effort, man. Like I think, like, like okay, so like you said, the there big... was a tremendous amount of effort. What in the in the flicking of um... in the big one there was. Yeah, in the big one, he can have the big one. I won't take that away from him. He can have that, but but the one before when it, you saw it, he put it on a thing and he got a, a frame. He goes, oh yes, and if we turn it upside down, oh yes, that's amazing. It's like um. <laughs> Um, Why are you hating for? I'm hating because it's like um, this is. It's a perfectly uh, good picture. The thing is, obviously, art is is subjective, and and there's many different forms and this and that and the other. But I I just don't think that that should. That sh- you should draw a line, and this be like that's not art. That's making a mess now. And ah, I see what you did there. You should clean it up. So <laughs> so um, draw a line under it. Draw a line under <laughs> it. Uh, the best bit of this episode was by far Morph when he was playing around in his aeroplane and then Mr. Oh, yeah. Bennett walks in I think right Mr. Yeah. Bennett walk in here and um, he doesn't call him Morph he's like Moss or something yeah and then the thing is then Tony is really dismissive and rude to Mr. Bennett and I thought well, he's like, a caretaker isn't he but he was literally like like boy in a moth I was like oh <laughs> I'll throw you out the window when that aeroplane's gone if you talk to me like that. Yeah, but um, I think that's, again, it's, uh, that was the way of the world in uh, in the 70s and 80s. Didn't really understand the point of it. Didn't understand the point of Mr. Bennett. Um, yeah, because they made a mobile and he was just like, he was like really rude to him, I thought. And I was like, I wouldn't part with that. And then Morph made a rocket and crashed it into the ceiling. That was the last episode of that I watched. But I did watch a heartbeat. Hang on. Um, yeah, so he's getting... He's making pictures using the pattern. So he's getting sticks. He's getting a bit of paper. I wrote, yeah, a lot of silent moments from scene to scene. And... Oh, the the feather design. I thought that was really, really cool. Oh, uh, yeah. So, actually, that was quite where cool. Where he's yeah. getting the paper and he's doing the little flick... Yeah. around the paper yeah i thought that was really really cool yes yeah, so like techniques like that like you know when you're actually teaching techniques is really cool like because that's something as an artist that you might mo- you might not be able to figure out on your own um but yeah so that, that, that sort of stuff's really really, really decent i remember when my dad was teaching me he was painting um he was painting a picture of uh, a river that was local to us. My nan still got this framed in her house, but she, when he was drawing the trees, he was just dabbing the the page, and he was dabbing the leaves on. And he and I, um, and I remember him saying, "Shh, don't tell anyone." And he's just like kind of <laughs> kind of cheating. Good stuff. So, do you want to talk about the heartbeat episode that you watched? Yeah. So this was by far more energetic. Um, there was more life physically because there was two other women that were in this particular episode. I didn't find out who they were. Um, and they're painting a door when they walk in. And that was just kind of the, th- the thing. It's kind of like very kind of like, this is where we live. And this is kind of what we're doing. You're having a snapshot inside it, if you see what I mean. So then he kind of comes in and he does this little watercolor. Um, and he kind of like ma- makes a drawing that's like, kind of like very watery, but like not just watercolor, but water-like, if you see what I mean, trying to replicate water in a picture, which was really, really, really cool. Um, uh, then I put a lady... Oh, so, um, yeah, so she was painting... Do you know the willow... Um, I've forgotten the, the name. There's a Chinese willow pattern, I think it's called. The uh, And it's about a love story about a um, 
a guy falls in love with so um, a, a guy falls in love with a princess, and the princess's dad says you can't marry this guy. So then they run off together, and then the dad catches up with him, and they they're in a tower. The dad burns a tower down, and they live as eternal loves in disguised doves or something like that. Very famous painting, and she kind oh of my God, she was um um God, what a oh, cynical story yeah but it's, it's on these plates you know the, the bluey purpley kind of plates i know i know what you're talking about the yeah, plates. That, yeah, 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 that, yeah um but yeah i'm i'm just yeah i'm quite spooked out by the story to be honest <laughs> it was quite dark right um Whoa. um but there was uh, there, so that's quite cool so they're, they're actually physically making them out of clay uh and then a lady makes weather pics which is i find it really pointless and boring like they do you know like the weather um in the when you have a weather forecast they have the pictures she was making them she was making those little things and sticking them on the windows and i was like i just didn't know why to be honest um <laughs> and then right at the end tony did another big art attack thing this is obviously like the showpiece and he did um the piece de resistance yeah exactly so he had this this um painted he said it's quite funny because he said, I showed you how to do this in a previous episode, so I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so it's like this painted uh, uh, sawdust, and um, he was using it to, to create a giant uh, kind of waterscape picture. So, similar to the thing he did right at the beginning, he did that at the end, but just in a massive um, thing using other bits and pieces. This was way more entertaining and way more engaging than um, what's it called? Take Heart. Um, he said heart attack then um, but yeah obviously this is like an evolution and you can see that it's an evolution and you know uh, where it's got its ideas from um, yeah that's it for that nice um, so is there any last thoughts about take heart and Tony heart no I think is one thing I'll say like I said the techniques that you get taught in it I think it's, it's really cool but um, you can see very clearly how this gave birth to a whole like kind of new genre of shows yeah um and i it think really that is, that's incredible yeah and i think yeah tony hart he's uh he's an og man he's like a legend like legend is thrown about all the time but he is like a legend legend so yeah man like shout out to the show and uh, yeah shout out tony hart Now we're moving on to the head-to-head. I think this is probably the toughest head-to-head so far to date. Mm, it's very, very tough. Really, really, like, I can't remember really deliberating and mulling over and changing my mind. Like, there's a very good chance I'll change my mind at the end of this, but uh, I've got a show in my head and... Depending on how this goes, I'm going to stick with it. And if by chance I change, then yeah. So we're going to start with Art Attack first. And we're going back to June 1990 and some of the things happening in the world. The US President George H.W. Bush and Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev signed a treaty to end chemical weapon production and begin destroying their respective stocks. The mega Borg oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico near Galveston, Texas, happened. 
1990 FIFA World Cup begins in Italy. And this was the first broadcast of digital high-definition television in history. However, Europe would not begin HD, HD TV broadcasting en masse until 2004. Total Recall was in the cinema and in keeping in theme with Italia 90, World in Motion by New Order was number one in the charts. Judging by that wry smile, you have no idea, do you? No, I've run out of steam on this, I think. I was going going too well. It's It's incredible that you don't know any of this. Really, it is. I mean, this is like a massive song. You've got John Barnes rapping. You had this classic New Order, who were one of the sort of the births of who gave birth to Britpop and so on and so forth. It's it's incredible, like it really is. But uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. You are what you are. Art Attack, and so this was a British children's television series again revolving around art, and it was. Presented and created by Neil Buchanan. And yeah, he came up with the majority of the creative ideas. He wrote, produced the series. It was originally a TVS production devised by two TVS employees, Neil Buchanan and Tim Edmonds. And they had both met each other in 1978 and worked together on number 73 and Do It. And the first art attacks were a strand within number 73. And this segment proved so popular. Nigel Picard, the exec producer of children's programming at TVS, greenlit the pilot for Art Attack. And it was shot on location at a disused swimming pool in Gillingham. And the series began the following year. When TVS lost its franchise, Edmonds and Buchanan brought the rights to the show and produced Art Attack through their own company, The Media Merchants. And The Media Merchants used STV Productions as the ITV company to get the series onto the network, and that's how it was born. And then for the vast majority of its run, the show was filmed at the Maidstone Studios in Maidstone, Kent. And in 1998, Disney bought the rights to produce foreign language versions of Art Attack, so you had Italian Art Attack or French Art Attack, or Spanish Art Attack. And and it was a, a similar set to the original version. Neil Buchanan's big Art Attacks were retained on the international shows, as was the head. And the head would be dubbed by relevant local voice artists. And Buchanan also produced the artwork for the foreign versions. And he would create the, the pieces, and that would be voiced over by the local host. And they would show the artwork in between stages and explain what to do next. The head was a puppet stone who would humorously recap the steps needed to produce the last art piece made. And after doing this, he would usually show his creation of the previous art attack, most times, however, getting it comically wrong and usually bursting into tears. And he would sometimes tell jokes after the big art attacks. In Series 1, the head was played by Jim Sweeney. In Series 2, Andrew O'Connor. And from Series 3, having been redesigned as a puppet, he was voiced and operated by Francis Wright. And the head did not appear in Series 12 or 13 or in Series 18 or 19. And in 2010, Disney announced a new version of the series would air on Disney Junior around the world. 
and the production was moved to Disney Studios in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And several versions were made for each market and they were produced in a similar manner to the previous international versions. And the first series of the new UK version was presented by Jasa Aluwalia and Alexiv Ganman was brought in to create the big art attacks. And in the revived series, the head was replaced by a talking palm tree called Vincent Van Coconut. And it was voiced by Tim Hibber. And it was obviously a parody of the Dutch painter Vasson Van Gogh. And uh, Neil Buchanan, just a quick note on him. Born on the 11th of October 1961 in Aintree, which was then in Lancashire and now is in Sefton, Merseyside. So we was right to assume that he was from that part of the world. He's obviously a presenter, art artist and musician. Obviously part of Art Attack. And also he presented Finders Keepers and It's a Mystery. And he produced and appeared in Zap as Smarty Arty. Who's the what's the name of the girl? The one that was getting a Daisy Daisy. Yeah, isn't it Daisy Daisy? So I don't I don't remember, but it was. I mean, this is a an exclusive. We will be doing Zap very 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 soon. It's on the list. It was a great show. It really was. And yeah, he made his TV debut on a Saturday morning show called Number 73. And he was also in a heavy metal rock band called Marseille, which was formed in 1976. And they were part of a new wave of British heavy metal scene music. And they released four albums and six singles. And in 2000, Britt Olcroft purchased the rights to the series from Neil Buchanan, the series being Art Attack, in a £14 million transaction. He's loaded! And on that note, let's talk about Art Attack. This show, I love this show so much. I used to literally wait every Fridays to come home from school and watch Art Attack. Yeah, I... The theme tune is incredible in this show. Yes. It really, really gets you going. One thing I really like about this show, I want to kind of just say it straight up, is that it's a really cool show to get kids like creating stuff and to make stuff and to be physical, you know, gluing stuff. Because I think yeah. it's separate to like drawing. I mean, yeah. almost anyone can cut up a piece of cereal box and stick it together. Um, this is so much more accessible. And one thing I've really liked about this show is that it's like really poor kids can do it. And rich kids can do it as well. Like, there's, there's no, like, it's not like, um, there's nothing to stop the kids doing it, if you see what I mean. Like, a little bit yeah, of glue yeah, yeah. And, and a cereal, an old cereal box. It doesn't matter what it is. Or if you haven't got this, use this. And, it, and it, I found it, like, really accessible, like, really, really cool. Really cool show. I, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I used to run home from school, when when it would be the day of of art attack and yeah like you were saying this is one of those where it can transcend everyone really like you don't it doesn't matter who you are how old you are well how old you are of course but it's one of those where everybody can get involved as you said and you know we were talking about last week with um Zabumafu and how the presenters were just crazy like just for doing the most 
for no yeah. reason. Like with this show, like Neil Buchanan, he was very enthusiastic. He was very happy-go-lucky, but he was doing that in a way where it wasn't too overbearing. And it wasn't condescending either. No. And he would just be like a really nice guy. And it was one of those where, yeah, he was a massive TV personality. And I loved watching Heart Attack. Yeah, me too. And even now, revisiting it, it still like completely holds up to to what I remember. Oh, and yeah, definitely. I, st- I still really enjoyed watching the episodes. Theme tunes still got me going. That little head thing still made me laugh. Um, and- I wasn't enamored by uh, Head Boy. I thought it was funny, but um, but even like, I remember as a kid really liking the uh, Art Attack presenter. I thought he was like a yeah. really important part of the show. I thought absolutely hit, him. It was great. I didn't. I I looked to watch maybe the newer versions of Art Attacks. So was like initially when I'm planning out when what I'm going to watch and when I'm going to watch it. I did think maybe should I watch the new Art Attack, and then I just thought nah. Art Attack is Neil Buchanan. Yeah, see, I watched one I'm episode let... of uh, the Disney one. and I'm going to let you finish, y'all, like the new presenters. I'm going to let you guys finish, but... Um... See, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm exactly the same as you. So, like, one thing, one thing I thought when I was watching it, and I think, I'm not sure if I wrote it down or, or not, was why why call it Art Attack? Because Art Attack, like you said, is... is it's Neil synonymous Buchanan. with Neil Buchanan. Yeah, and, and I thought... You could have an, an art show. Your Disney, you can create anything you like. Exactly. Why do you need that? If you're, I'm, obviously the name. I just huge, think because but... of the name, isn't it? Yeah. The name, the brand. But they could have created anything, and people would have watched it. Do you know what I mean? It's, this I guess, Disney. but also, but I think name, the name, Art Attack. It's an institution. Hmm. It's I just... an absolute institution. The thing is, and I, for them, instead of coming up with a name, instead of coming up with a brand, a concept, yeah, treatment, true. this, all of that, we just got, we, here you go, Art Attack, boom. We'll use a similar-ish kind of set. We'll have the red and the yellow Art Attack writing. It's, it's all there. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe that these new presenters will be the same as he was for them in the future. No, but Art no, but Art Attack is Neil Buchanan, and 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 what else is because he was such a a massive part of CITV in the nineties, and why it had the jump on CBBC for most of the early part of the nineties. I think. Yeah, I think Agreed. CBBC versus CITV needs to be a podcast, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I know which side I'm on already, um, but it'd be good to do some research about it. <laughs> Mm, I was one side, and then I jumped, and I literally didn't go back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm CITV, and I think I'm through and through. I don't know, like I, for some of the shows, I, I did go down with the ship with some of the shows, <laughs> but then eventually yeah. I was like, yeah, CBBC just seemed to have better programming. But uh, and this is when I was starting to get into Grange Hill and things like that, and mm. that was. Where... See, I never watched those as a kid. Never watched Grange Hill or anything like that. Didn't watch Blue Peter. Didn't watch Newsround. Um, so what? What do you mean yeah. you didn't watch Grange Hill? Never watched it. Never watched it. Even a single episode of when I was a kid. What the hell are you watching then? See, if he was over by the time Grange Hill came on. What time was it on? Because Dad was probably home, and we weren't allowed five to watch o'clock. it. Five o'clock. Oh, I don't know what I was watching at five. Maybe I was having my dinner. 
I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, I definitely did not watch Green Show. God, yeah, you're 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 gonna get me all distracted. Let's talk about episodes of Art Attack and not Green Show. Right. So this was um, obviously the pilot was um, Enter Neil, who looks ten years old. Like he's so young, and then a bit of a dodgy name, but Plop Art. Yeah, Plop Art. Uh, I, I had that written down. <laughs> I mean, it's not the most, it's not the nicest name, <laughs> but I guess it's a bit funny for the children and stuff. Um, and and one thing I know, and I, I wrote down here, and obviously this is a pilot, so this is kind of a running theme, is that even in Heartbeat and Take Heart and stuff, they love a bit of poster paint. I'm not entirely sure what poster paint is, but they always seem to use poster paint. It's like, just get a bit of poster paint and poster paint and poster paint and poster paint. Because <laughs> um, it's cheap. Oh, yeah, but I didn't even know, like, what it was. Um, so is, is it the smelly stuff that you get when you're at school? You know, you know the smell of paint when you're at school. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, this... It's, 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 it's dead cheap, isn't it? Yeah, So, which is, again, to my other point about being accessible. Um, so they put paint in, in egg shells. So you break a little bit of egg out, and and one thing is good, is good as well. He didn't say to waste it. He, just, he said like, put the yeah. egg in a, in a, a way later or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, I like which, that. No, I did. I like cause, that because one of the kids were like, you know, say if you have mm, a... just get the eggs, but yeah, yeah but like, but 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 mom Neil Neil Buchanan told me how to do it. <laughs> he told me to break the eggs. No, exactly, and he's just like and <laughs> save himself in court. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but then, so they they put the paint in the egg, throw the egg on the floor, it makes a splash, and then they put it in a. I, I guess it was a water balloon, was it, or an actual yeah, yeah, balloon, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was, from and a crane, way up oh, in a crane. <laughs> that was so cool. I've, oh, I've, imagine filming that. It's like, guys, there's a crane outside. Go and just have a word of him, see if we can use it. I bet it was like one of those ad hoc things that they didn't plan. Um, you think? I was just thinking maybe like because I was just thinking, should we just do it outside on that crane? That'd be that'd be fantastic because this was a pilot, right? It could yeah, have been. Yeah, but any... they still had STV Productions, so I'm pretty sure they did the legwork and got everything yeah. in place. Either which way, it was super cool to see the crane go up and like him just drop it off. Um, yeah, and then it it showed. Then it goes to the bust, which was a different bust to the one I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like a there's kind of like a thing going on between him and a and a gallery security guard, like, yeah, um, which I found I found quite funny. I found it was you know sweet enough. Um, uh, then they did like this uh, cartoon cartoon tutorial about faces and expressions and stuff like that. And again, this is kind of a thing where you don't really need to be good at drawing. Yeah, so it's just like literally all you need is a line and a and a circle and and I thought that was quite quite a, a, a cool thing so you don't have to be good at drawing you just do this and that looks like that and i thought that was quite cool um then they did a wood sculpture which i thought was amazing so they're literally like oh you don't have to always draw on a paper or whatever it was and then this geezer just rips out a chainsaw and just starts sawing off his log and makes a chair oh out of it. yeah that was cool i was like that was really really cool i liked that a lot I mean, I thought he was doing a strawberry for ages. Like, I thought strawberry. it was... Strawberry? Yeah, until he turned it upside down and it was a chair. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Don't try this at home, kids. Don't yeah. be getting no chainsaws and 
and uh, making stuff with it. Oh, so they did, then they did this. Um, they didn't have a bus thing. I didn't write what that was about. And then it did this drawing tutorial, which was oh, more psychedelic of, negative. I wrote psychedelic negative. I wrote exactly the same thing down. Um, and it was Diana. <laughs> um, yes. And so it's using the light and darkness. Yeah. Um, so you kind of like color in the dark bits and leave the white bits. And then when you trace it, it kind of looks really cool. Um, and one thing I wrote was I, I hate felt tips. And if I, if I ever rule the world, which was quite unlikely, I'll ban them. Oh yeah. I remember you didn't like the rose in gym. I'm like, ah, why do you have to do that? Um, what, what have you got? Yeah. Remind new listeners why you don't like felt tip. It's pen. just the the noise of a felt tip on paper, especially when you press too hard. It doesn't make a noise. Ah, uh, honestly, it's pretty much... unless you unless you're trying to make a defined line. Yeah, I just can't. You stand have to it. actually use the paper. Yeah, uh, the noise on paper, felt tips on paper, absolute no, no. I will not listen to it. I will not have my, my son is not having felt tips. He can use them at school. He can do what he likes there, but he will not have them in this house. Um, <laughs> so. so um, uh, mm, what shall I get? E- what shall I get for Issa for Eid? If he's if he's staying with you, <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw this nice felt tip pen collection at WH Smith. But that's the thing, or any of the other cool stationery shops. You go in the shops and there's huge packs of felt tips, and it's like no, because uh, people need to use them. Yeah, I think it's they can. That's anywhere else but my house. Um but the uh the big the big art attack after that was a uh, puppy. The pierce de resistance. And it was like it was the puppies and they were using loo rolls, like I guess yeah. maybe it's a throw to the Android yeah. commercials. Um and that's what it was. Uh and then one thing I really liked about this was the kids saying like it was so rough. It was so like ropey, but I I loved it so much. Was the the kids holding up some tatiel drawing, and it was like I'm I'm Stuart Hazelwood. I'm eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh. yeah, no, so it's kind of like a. You know, I think it just thrust it upon them, wasn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, it was like it was that like you'd never ever get that on TV now because it's too rough. Do you know what I mean? But this was literally yeah. like shove a camera in their face. Kids got to be polished and... now, aren't they? They've got to be able to, you know, string a whole sentence along. And exactly, you can see them kind of looking off camera to their mums, like, uh, what do I say now? And you can see almost <laughs> hear, hear someone say, "What's your name?" <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it's just, it's just like a really kind of honest, sweet moment. Never ask kids closed questions. Yeah, because they would just give you one-word answers. What's your name, John? What else? Yeah, I think that was all it, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, they were making moving art pictures. No, no, sorry, that's the wrong episode. Oh, cardboards and putting them together to make slot heads. I think yeah, one of the yeah, kids yeah. did that, and so he demonstrated how to do that. Um, really successful part. I didn't know that it was shot in a swimming pool. I was quite surprised. Like an old abandoned swimming pool, like you said. I, I was really yeah, surprised. Gillingham. I know. I think they got. I think they kind of did. Um, yeah, the pilot there, and then I think STV kind of took it on and said, "Have this nice fancy studio on the house." Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. Um, 
really successful first episode. My next episode is series three, episode one. So don't was know where that, you want to go. What year was that? I don't know. I don't have a clue. And uh, let me just go. I know it. my one was 1996. Cool. So this one was about, um, uh, was like uh, the first of all, he had his, he had his massive paint and he was kind of drawing big circles and then he was getting a massive thing and kind of quickly dipping it in the paint and pushing it out like flicking the paint kind of thing it made a really nice effect um and then he kind of did a little one said you don't have to do a massive one you can do a little one if you want look how cool it is kind of thing then he did um shows the kids some cartoon cartoon techniques um and it was like um it was like uh this is how to draw like movement or this is, did your one have the boxes? Did he draw a box? And it was like, draw a Bassadol box. Or was it this one? Cool. Yeah. So this was the one. So he had a box and he says, this is how to make it look a bit more battered. And he like squiggle the lines and make it like bruised and ripped and stuff like that. And he did the same to a person's face. And like, you had the same face, but he made one like kind of battered and bruised and stuff. like. And it was like, quite like again easy things to copy um which was which was quite cool uh, and then the big art attack was he had it kind of did this play thing where a security guard left a box a big box of cash and he used the cash to make a massive uh, thing of the queen's face which was really really cool actually i really liked it um and then they did some printing. So they were kind of like, you can print with anything. So like get a piece of like um, a potato, use a potato, dip it in paint and and have that. Uh, and then they had bread even. They used like had a bit of bread that they were dipping um, in paint and then putting on a picture. Uh, uh, and then they, right at the end, they had this massive print, print thing. Um, and they made like a, it was kind of like the missing pictures prints and then lifted it up and it was like a, a trees and palm trees and stuff. Uh, and that's all the notes I've got for that one. Um, I did watch another one, but the only thing I can remember about it was because I didn't write notes for it was there was a big ski. There's a skiing uh, art attack. Big art attack was like some skiers. And that's all I can remember. Cool. Um, so I watched an episode from 1996 because I wanted to try and watch episodes that I remember of watching as a kid so from around this era. So yeah, so the first thing he's doing, he's making a sponge frame. And I love how he has pictures of, let's see if you know these people, Linford Christie? Yeah, Sprinter. Anthea Turner? Singer? No. No, she's the uh, Blue Peter presenter, the one that blew up in the uh, in the in the uh, in the truck. She's what? A really fa- it's a really famous video of her uh, sitting on the end of a truck presenting live, and it was supposed to be like an explosion and a, and a guy in a motorbike's coming out, and it blew up and it caught her hair on fire and stuff. Huh? Google it. It's like a really. We had to watch it as part of our health and safety for cameramen video. <laughs> Damn. And there's me thinking you wouldn't even know. And there you go. You you knew Anthea Turner and you had some kind of story. I think, yeah, she was probably the celebrity of the day, which is why he had a picture of her. And yeah, I think he was um, doing something. And then he was like, oh, in my motto is, if in doubt, get someone else to do it. And interestingly, the big art attack was kind of put into the middle of the show and as opposed to right at the end, which I thought was an interesting tactic. Yeah, so this one, 
there was a, a warehouse and yeah he's basically building a pyramid and a sphinx because i think the box says export from egypt so he's like oh okay i'm gonna make a, a pyramid and a sphinx and then the head talking head is like oh so i believe that is a pyramid so i sphinx ha <laughs> <laughs> that's quite funny uh, and yeah the spooky art was all about making it drip so like when you're drawing gooey monsters so you're drawing like drips everywhere on the monster and making them look really really scary and oh and yeah moving art pictures so like making ears move and that sort of thing and basically the kids do it and then he's like right i'm gonna do it with the kids um so i watched an episode from 2002 so you can kind of tell now things are incredibly different and yeah you can you can now use computers galleries and things like that are now on to the computers it starts off with him doing a aluminium figurine and the way he was saying it at the beginning in an italian accent going figurine de aluminium and i'm thinking are you taking the mic and it actually turns out he was genuinely saying aluminium figurine in italian figurino de alumino i think that's how you were saying it and yeah the big art attack which was you know right at the beginning of the show it was a, a fairy tale scene from cinderella so it's actually really really cool so he's getting bits and bobs he's making it and he's designing it and he's making the castle and so on and so forth then he's talking about drawing teeth so the best ways to draw teeth whether they're smiling or not again and the last thing i wrote was about making a frame for pictures so this was actually making a frame by using bits of paper and poster paint and whatever gimmicks you want to use for any british art show and the last episode i watched came from 2007 so this is probably i think his last year of doing it so again there was a lot of changes to the show so one interesting thing was called the four-part attack so this was an elephant notice board now this looked incredible because it genuinely looked like an elephant but one thing i'll say that it did not take four parts to do it it took a million parts i don't know why they called it the four-part attack I actually wrote down four steps to do it. So first you make the elephant by getting a bit of newspapers and you scrunch up and you make all the objects, whatever. Second part, stick it together using sellotape. Three, paint it. And four, you make the notice board or the notice sign. And that's how you do the four part attack of an elephant notice board. And the big art attack was making cheerleaders from using pom-poms and old PE kits again there was something about pictures with light and shade so this was a really really interesting technique of how if one side has light the other side is going to have the shade again as i said the art attack gallery was on the computer and they're talking about like print designs and how you can kind of make a picture using all of those and yeah he was making a lot more stuff based on drawings from the gallery and one of the things he does again which was really cool which was making a television using cardboard box but you know the one big difference i noticed instead of him actually talking to the audience going right gang 
This is how you make it. First, you get the box. Then you get the ante- Then you get old yogurt cups and straws for the antenna. It's literally a voiceover now. So he's going, a voiceover's talking over, have a little bit of music, and then he's basically just doing it. So you can just tell, I think that was ways that they thought, right, we need to... Save a bit of money and... Yeah. If he, as long as he's not there doing it in person, then we can, I don't know, save, save some of his travel expenses and, and, and what have you. And yeah, those were the episodes of Artsakh I watched. Now, you said you watched the new one? Yeah, so I watched an episode of. Um, I didn't really write notes on it, but I watched an, uh, an episode of uh, this this Disney one. It looked very modern. Yeah, very like the t-shirt. Sorry, the t-shirt, the, the jumper, and the uniform is kind of exactly the same. Um, same yeah, because it's, it's the brand. Yeah, got to keep uh, it on brand. But again, it was like one of these things where um, it had like the same format, really, um, usual stuff in the shows, but it was. Maybe it's just me and it's the nostalgia that I'm carrying around. And it's just like, I d- it's like I said, I don't know why this had to be called Art Attack. Because with Art Attack comes a, like a level of clout. Like, you know, it's not. But it's because it's because that clout, they use the name Art Attack instead of coming up with a whole new name. Why am I going to hire a bunch of writers and script writers to come up with a concept when i've got one right here for free yeah um i mean the thing is obviously you and i are no longer the target demographic or for this for this show so you know they don't care that we don't like it because you know uh neil's not on it so um you know in that kind of thing i hope maybe i hope the kids are liking it as much as we do and maybe their presenters of them going to be the new neil and whatever but for me yeah, i was yeah. I, I was like this is not art attack <laughs> and it's not good and I, like, <laughs> and I was in a huff about it so yeah nothing against the presenters by the way nothing no, against not. them i ain't got nothing on them you know you guys do your thing man do art attack get your this is all about how good neil was to be honest yeah yeah like, get your art attack on, get your Disney channel on, like, the presenters got nothing but love. But even, hell, I'd even love to come and talk with y'all. But, um, yeah, like you said, that's, that ain't, that ain't art attack, man. That's just a show that you guys are doing about drawing. Agreed. That's the measure of the man. That's the measure of Neil Buchanan. So, yeah, shout out to Neil Buchanan and Art Attack. You were... Uh, 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 a key component in my childhood and yeah we loved your show man and last but certainly not least smart and we're going to october 1994 again no shows in september and some of the things happening in the world palau gains independence from the united nations trusteeship council The president of the United Nations Security Council says that Iraq must withdraw its troops from the Kuwait border and immediately cooperate with weapons inspectors. The NBA shortens the three-point distance to a uniform 22 feet in an attempt to help offensive players score more. Stargate was in the cinemas. And All I Want to Do by Sheryl Crow. I was about to say Sheryl Cole. Sheryl Crow was number one in the chart. Sheryl Crow is a completely different singer is this the all i want to do is have some fun song how the hell do you know this song i, I don't know <laughs> how do you even know this i don't get it 
You don't know the biggest songs out there in the land, but you know All I Want to Do by Sheryl Crow. I don't even know why I know this. It's, it's very familiar right now in my head, so I think it's on something. <laughs> I mean, bless her heart, she does a really nice version of uh, First Cut is the Deepest by uh, Elton John. Cat Stevens. Damn it. Elton John covered it though, right? I'm sure he did. I'm sure many of them did. Um, What's his name? Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart has a really famous version of First Cut is the Deepest. So, 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 so it's a lovely, beautiful song, that is. Shout out to Cat Stevens or Yusuf Cat Stevens. Yusuf Islam. Well, he got paid the rent. And white folks love him some <laughs> Cat Stevens. Yeah, that's So true. you got to keep that name on there, shoot. <laughs> got to pay the bills. You know, I'm telling you, white folks in Maidstone ain't going to be singing A is for Allah or Ramadan Moon. Yeah, They're gonna be true. singing first cut is the <laughs> deepest and uh moon shadow, moon shadow. Yeah, Ash and I saw him perform live, actually. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. I'd love to go and see him. He was, yeah, I think it was like his first live show in like 25 odd years. And it was literally just me and Ashraf and a bunch of white people <laughs> who were like, we go see Cat Stevens, and he was he was he was he was doing like some of his like nasheeds and stuff like that, but as well he was doing his you his know stuff. yeah he was you know peace train and the wind and moon shadow and first cut is the deepest he was doing all of that yeah it was like yeah you gotta you gotta, you gotta pay the bills <laughs> anyway so let's now go on to smart so this was a CBBC TV program based on art which was recorded at BBC Television Centre. And yeah, it kind of, no- they noticed the success of Art Attack and thought to themselves, hmm, we'd like to have some of that. So let's uh, let's give it a go and let's try and make a, um, try and make a program of a similar nature. And they, uh, the format was a lot similar to Tony Hart programs such as Take, Take Heart and Heartbeat. And the original theme tune was composed by Kyartan Poskit, who was famous for the murderous math series from the books. Math. Why did I say math? Is, it, is that the same to horrible histories? Murderous math. I don't know. Maybe. It, it, it does sound like a horrible history thing, doesn't it? Horrible histories. Yeah. Murderous maths. Spooky science. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, so that was that. And uh, yeah, so the the success of Smart actually allowed it to go off into doing lots of spin-off series such as Smart on the Road and Smartinis, which was like, again, it was a thing where it was smart, but for a lot younger viewers. And also there was a special episode, Smart Africa, so this was coincided with Africa Week on BBC. I'm not sure if that's still a thing now. Doesn't ring a bell. You can get a month now. <laughs> and in 2007, the the newer series had a format mixing some of the old segment with new ideas. And yeah, so what they would do is they would try and crowbar cartoons in just to keep people engaged and 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 whatnot. The presenters of Smart, so you had Zoe Ball, 
Jay Burridge and Mark Spate, who started off in 1994. Then Josie Darby came in 1996. Kirsten O'Brien joined in 1999, along with Lizzie Botham, or Busy Lizzie. Um, Susan Ribeiro was there in 2002-2003. And Mark Fischetti joined in 2007. And... We put it off for long enough. I think we should try and talk a little bit about Mark Spate. <sighs> okay, so he was born in Sizedon, Staffordshire in 1965. He left school at the age of 16 to become a cartoonist. And while he was working at television set construction, he heard of auditions for a program based on children's art. And yeah, so following a successful audition, he met co-presenter Jay. And they both obviously go on to present the first edition of Smart. And he became really, really close friends with Jay. And from his art studio in West London, they would create all of the art content for Smart. And Jay had said at the time, and I quote, we would bounce ideas off each other all day until we had developed on almost telepathically linked knowledge of what made each other laugh. And some of the other things that he starred in, so he was part of a Saturday morning show called Scratchy & Co, which I loved so much growing up. Absolutely loved Scratchy & Co. It's basically like, I think it was like a live and kicking sort of show, but it was literally just him and a little puppet fronting that show. And some of the other stuff he was in, so Timmy Mallet's Timmy Towers, Beat the Cyborgs, Name That Tune, On Your Marks, Inside Out, and History Busters. And I think that won a Royal Television Society Awards. He was also involved in charity work. So he was president of the Muscular Dystrophy Campaign's Young Payment Artist Competition. And it ended up lasting eight years after originally being a one-off. He was a spokesperson for Childline. In 2007, he was the presenter of the Muller Big Art Project for Comic Relief in Trafalgar Square. And yeah, he was apparently also a contestant on Gladiators. Which I would love to see the link of that. I'm going to have to have a look, at, look, up, look that up now. <laughs> And whilst presenting the show See It, Saw It, he met his fiance Natasha Collins. And Natasha Collins, she was a TV personality and actress, but she got seriously injured after being hit by a car in 2001, and she had to actually leave the show. They begin dating in 2003, and they got engaged in Barbados in 2005. And the plan was to get married in fancy dress. And Mark Spate had even said that the wedding might feature monkeys, which was his favorite animals. And on the afternoon of the 3rd of January 2008, Mark Spate had called the emergency services after waking up to discover Natasha Collins' body in the bath at their St. John's Wood flat in northwest London. Spate had told the police that he and Collins had spent the previous evening partying, drinking wine and vodka and taking cocaine and sleeping pills. Initially, Mark Spate was arrested for suspicion of murder and supplying Class A drugs, but ended up being released on bail. 
And in 2000, in, in April of that year, 2008, the coroner recorded a verdict of death by misadventure in relation to Collins. And the cause of death was cocaine toxicity and immersion in hot water. And according to the consultant pathologist, the and also the inquest had found that she had taken very significant amounts of cocaine with sleeping pills and vodka, and that she had suffered 60% burns to her body, including her tongue. And yeah, so he was really cut up about this, like you wouldn't believe. And then also you had the whole stigma attached of him being accused of killing the love of his life. And it was one of those where he was meant to meet Natasha Collins' mum for coffee, but he never showed up for that. And then he was reported missing the following, like he was reported missing when they couldn't, when he didn't turn up for the meeting and his mother and the mother of Natasha Collins had made a public appeal in which they urged him to make contact. And on the 13th of April, 2008, his body was discovered hanging from the roof of Macmillan house adjacent to London's Paddington station, hidden from public view six days after he had died. The discovery was made by railway workers and British Transport Police confirmed that the body was Mark Spate, and a post-mortem confirmed the cause of death as hanging. The report of Mark Spate's death on Newsround provoked complaints that it upset younger viewers, even though the programme had avoided the use of the word suicide, and had instead reported that police don't think he was killed by anyone else. And initially what had happened was following the the death of his fiance Natasha Collins and yeah because obviously at the time people thought it might have been him it could have it could have been him but it wasn't him and CBBC like took off all of his shows off the TV and as a result I think Mark Spate was like you know what I can't I can't do this show anymore because obviously he was there from the beginning and he probably would have went down with Smart whenever it went down. So he w- it wasn't the case of him ever giving it up, but it was because of the loss and because of the grief, he was unable to continue. And once, obviously, the, the truth had come out to light, and then, obviously, his sad passing, a special tribute to Mark Spate was also broadcast, along with this format, and guest presenters would appear each week to assist the new presenters. And I think jo- Kirsten O'Brien and... And Mike Fischetti actually stayed on to the show until it came to an end in 2009. So uh, any thoughts about Mark Spate and what he meant to the show? Because he was a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, he was in it from the start. And it's like, um, it, he was just part of the furniture, really, wasn't he? I mean, yeah, you can't absolutely. really... I don't really know what else to say because I remember reading about this when when it happened. Um, and it's just tragic. It's just absolutely tragic. Like, um, obviously, there's so many failings and like support and and this and that and the other for because obviously, what happened to his fiance was horrendous, tragic for him, tragic for her family, tragic for everybody. And then, 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 what happened to him is just like it's just, yeah. I I, I have nothing to add because it's just tragic. Yeah, I mean. It goes without saying, I thought he was a magnificent drawer. I thought he was 
incredible. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he drew, what I'm watching it, I just thought it was absolutely unreal. And like just the talent that he had, it was just, it was unreal. And even back then in 2008, like I think we've come such a long way in trying to understand mental health and depression, especially among men in within our age group because the one of the biggest killers if not the biggest killer of men our age is suicide yeah and yep. even back then we may have not try and figure it out because a lot of the time was why would anyone be depressed man up get on with it yeah look at all the money you had life's tough yeah you got money you're 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 a famous presenter of a tv show you got money yeah, life sucks, man. We all got problems. Get up and, and live to fight another day. And it was even that, like back then, like I was when I was reading the story and you're reading about how his fiance had had tragically met her end and you you couldn't help but think like, hmm, she's dead. You ain't dead. Both of y'all on drugs. Yeah, it looks a bit it looks a bit dodgy, mate. And obviously yeah. that stigma, that whole thing, just kind of and they're like, oh, they were on drugs, so whatever kind of thing. And it's like, no, this was not intended to happen. People can do what they want in their own time and whatever. Like, we shouldn't be judging that. But it's like that whole thing, it as well as yeah like he because there is such a thing as like dying of a broken heart and the grief is so real and so unbearable you can your heart can just give up be like why am i why am i going to carry on yeah i think is it just goes to show how much failing there was to support him in his hour of need like um I mean, it's all very well the BBC dropping all of his programs and cutting all ties like they never even knew each other existed. Um, that in, in in of itself is a very tricky thing to deal with because obviously you want to distance yourself from bad press, but also um, I don't think they care I, I to think look they, for the facts. No, exactly. But I think they 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 had a had a duty of care to to look after him. Maybe they were because I don't know. I don't know the details. Yeah, this, I mean, um, but. The uh, whole thing was because it was like he, I don't know, like it's, it's really, um, like, like you said, it's really difficult because it's, it, it looks on the, on the outside when I'm reading it, he didn't get that help because he was literally yeah. handcuffed, arrested on suspicion of not only Murder. of the drugs, but of killing his fiance. Yeah, I, I think. Obviously, well, we can clearly see now that he didn't have enough um, support. And one thing that you can say as a positive from now is that there is a lot more awareness about, especially men's mental health. Yeah, and, you know, support groups and things. Like that. And um, yeah, it's still obviously it's still an issue. Yeah, um, I mean, but, and also yeah. what I wanted to kind of say was um, with 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 Mark, it was like. It was at that moment when there should have been people rallying around him because he obviously loved this 
woman to the very very end and i think he left a suicide note for his parents and for natasha's parents and i think the kind of the the main line from it was i just cannot contemplate life without her i just cannot carry on without her like this is insane grief and that is where this is the end for me and he kind of came to that conclusion and it was it was if yeah if if maybe the bbc didn't sack him maybe if they looked at the facts and looked at everything that happened because he didn't deny that that night he was taking drugs and drinking or whatever he didn't deny any of that but it was like yeah she went to have a bath and it was one of those things where with her her insides mixed with cocaine, mixed with sleeping pills, mixed with alcohol. You go into water, water, hot water. I don't know how much your heart can take of all of that before it's like, yo, this is the end. Like, I, my heart can't, the heart can't, isn't equipped to deal with all of those things. And nobody necessarily put two and two together and came up with, the reason as to what that could um that could be but um yeah that was uh yeah i mean i was it was one of those where i was uh, reading reading all of that it was very very tough to to read when i was doing the research it was very the thing is it's it's a very it's a very hard thing it's a very like dark thing to be talking about when we're just about to talk about all the fun things and all the great things and all the exciting things that, you know, that he did. And this show is all about because we want to talk about it. And we also want to be able to put it up fairly against Art Attack because, you know, in the, in the prime, they were sort of going toe to toe, but like you want to be able to do that, but obviously yeah, overhanging yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll, know. we'll do our best. We'll do our best. So let's, I'm going to town on it. So yeah, let's, yeah, go, go ahead. I mean, talk about what you thought of Smart and, you know, whether or not you were watching it as a kid. And So Smart, absolutely watching it. Like, it was a great show. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't on at the same time because I remember watching no. both of these shows. No, no, yeah, um, yeah. Smart used to come on, I think, like at five o'clock. It was one of yeah. those five o'clock and I think Art Attack was at 4.30. Yeah, so very clever timing so that you can, you know, you're not... Comp- well, clear, I guess. yeah, I guess it's clear because you can see the soap operas. They don't they stop fighting with each other now. Yeah. So like, uh, well, I'm not sure how, if they ever did, but I mean, obviously you've got Emmerdale, then Quarry, then EastEnders, um, and if you watch Hollyoaks, that's, then that's shame before on you. all of but, them. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing I noticed about this one was um, was the uh, it was geared more towards the richer kids or the not the not poor kids at least. Um, and some some of the things it was like super complicated. Like what they were doing, they're like, we're about to build uh, the NASA space shuttle or the Sistine Chapel. What you'll, ne- <laughs> what you'll need is a is a is a cardboard thing. Oh, and this this is one of the things that's um, it's kind of like on every end of an episode. It says next week you'll need these things. Yeah, says, yeah, you'll yeah. Need, you'll need some card, a scouring pad, and an orphaned unicorn's tear. <laughs> <laughs> And, it, and there was always like one thing that was like, you, you could really, like, yeah, but at least they're giving you a little bit of time. Like, you got a week, go find that stuff. But I could just imagine the thing is, like, 
growing up, if I'd have come to my parents for some of those things, like one of the things was Ind- Indian ink, Indian black ink or something like that. And <laughs> I can understand, literally, if I'd have been like, mom, can I have some? <laughs> and it would have been like, get away from me. Like, like, you, can have, you can have a biro. <laughs> um, so some of the things, yeah, like you can tell it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily a geared towards the ultra poor kids and the ultra rich kids as maybe the middle ground. I mean, that's a hell of an assessment you've made because I never noticed anything about no rich kid, poor kid. See, because I noticed it in Art Attack that it was very accessible and this one straight away watching it, I was like, this is not, this is not like a for the poor kids. Um, And I said it's a bit, little bit more grown up than Art Attack, which I think you established earlier. Yeah. Um, and the, the the word that they use all the time in it is simply. You simply do this. You simply do that. And simply, 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 simply. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's, that's that's like kind of my like my first first impression of it. Um, you know, straight out of the box. I mean, for me, like I I loved smart growing up absolutely loved this show i was watching smart well into the 2000s actually yeah like i I, was i I, I can't remember when i stopped watching it and probably i'm the same as you it was like a one of those shows that was not so childish that it was childish such an easy watch it's so fun some of the banter was a bit weird and whatever but i wasn't mad at it it was kind of there but no it was one of those shows i watched so much as a kid and i the presenters like mark and jay in particular they were the two i remember i remember josie darby because she was black 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 yeah. black 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 i'm she really for everybody that. black what did she say she was saying um she was one of the worst simplies <laughs> honestly I can't find what the note I wrote about. I oh, you know the more story I told you. It was on this episode of Smart. Oh, so you watched the same one, series two, episode three. No, you know, you remember the morph story I told you about how he turns into yeah, a I... chicken to impress the other plasticine. It turns into a wolf. Yeah. Morph turns into a gun. The wolf becomes a dog. Morph turns back to normal, and the green plasticine becomes a monster, and then scares everyone away. Yeah, see, I w- that exact thing happened on my one. What about the? Yeah, he turned into a dog and then he petted the dog. Oh yeah, then it's a monster. I'm just I literally just had it out now. Yeah. So what episode So was that, that was in the nineties and they were making jokes about fox hunting. What episode was that for you? That was the Zoe Ball episode, so really, really early. Yeah, so I got that series two episode three. Did they make a, a fish? Out yeah, of I loved that bendy fish. Yeah. I absolutely I was gonna... loved that. That was stunning. I nearly went to the shop to get some uh, sandpaper and some wood. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. And then obviously, yeah, making fake spiders, Zoe Ball. Yeah. Using googly eyes. And the most complex contraption with a, with a a cotton. Oh, that was, that was really complex, wasn't it? Like you had to go in, out, outside, bend it. And they would miss steps. They would miss steps. Like, and. Here's one I made earlier. Yeah, and uh, th- that was too much in this show. Like, um, here's one I made earlier, but you've just missed how you did it. Yeah, this is I made it earlier, so I'm not going to show you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wrote you can use chopped up wood and then paint it. 
And yeah, the feature segment was an automotor who would create puppets that move. That was super creepy, but so cool. Yeah, so he's doing Don Quixote. The smart tips was all about drawing clothes on people, dry pastels on PVA glue, and using that to make pictures. And yeah, so I think uh, there was a variation of uh, the kinetic art from the automotor, which was a variation made by Mark. So using a cereal box, tea bag box, and then adding all the uh, different kind of mechanics. Yeah, it made a woofing dog or whatever. That was super cool. Like, um, yeah, I really enjoyed those little things, but yeah. I, I do get, I do think they missed out too many steps, and I, and it was like quite a comp- complicated thing to do. Everything had mechanics in it. The spider had mechanics. The fish was kind of like a. But at least they had smart book. tips where they would tell you really cool things. Yeah, no, agreed, and and they were really cool, like really cool designs um but don't forget this is without the internet and if you miss the episode you, if you're not writing it down yeah that's it, it's game over yeah. <laughs> what was the next episode you watched uh series three episode one yeah so this was josie's episode so we both watched this um i quite like this episode i really um, did too some of the drawings on this was unreal oh, so hers were her her word was quite simply she said, I said, this lady has said quite simply a thousand times already. Making a dog um, using cards. What's that all about? Making a dog using cards. Oh, oh, the cars. The cars, cars, cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, kind of like really a big notes. art attack yeah. thingy. So James. Yeah, they did. I said stunt team for some reason making a dog in a car park. There you go. No real point to it. To and make a I dog. Noted... That's the point. Um, I noticed that Mark um, here, because he's drawing a fireman, I think he's drawing in this episode, uh, and he's a left—he's a lefty. I never knew. He was yeah, Mark and Jay were lefties, and so was Kirsten oh, O'Brien. She was. Did they say the left people were supposed to be more um, creative? I don't know. People. I'd like to think know. I'm creative, and I'm right-handed. Yeah, I'm righty as well. My left hand is literally like a use—so useless. Uh, Anything that requires a little bit of dexterity, my left hand is completely useless. And Josie makes a case to keep files, which looks like a book. Smart tips were how to draw eyes, how to get rid of paint mistakes, and how do you make objects look more round. I was wonder. I was wondering, are the phoners actually live? Was it a live show? Was it filmed live? Because I was wondering if the phoners were really there, because it seemed like they were just... Like the whole thing was staged, and I couldn't quite work it out. Um, and then it's, I and think it seems smart like tips may have been recorded live, and everything else was taped. Uh, if I was to guess, okay. th- yeah, I know there's lots of VTs and stuff like that. Um, but the thing is, I just wondered, um, and and the the, the 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 people on the phone just seemed to be like, "Well, I can't see you what you're doing." So yeah, cheers, bye. So there was obviously a painting places competition. So you're like painting a really fancy place that you would like to visit. So Mark ends up drawing Kingston Lacey, which is this nice fancy castle, which his final product was so good. Yeah. He ended up drawing. And obviously he was like, obviously use pencil first and then use pen. And pen. Think before you ink. Think before you ink. And you find the right position and composition 
And then you... I liked his little gadget as well with elastic bands oh, for perspective. For, yeah, that, that was, was super cool. That yeah. is really, really cool. Position and composition. And then Jay's making a homemade coat of arms with things about himself. Now, one thing I found quite interesting about this episode was the competition allowed computer designs. Um I thought that was quite interesting. It says just write down the name of the pub, the, of the, the software you that you're to. using. Yeah, yeah, and so that we can um, steal it from you. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was like. Obviously, this is kind of when computers are quite new-ish. Yeah, I guess, yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. To like mainstream consumer PCs. Um, so like the fact that you can do this, even in the next episode that I'm going to talk about, which you probably got one in between, is they were talking about like. As if this particular thing is amazing. Well, yeah, like I remember, like obsolete. IT was a novel concept. We're like, yeah. what's IT? Why are we doing Have IT? The CD-ROM. It's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, they weren't even here for that long, to be honest, were they? I mean, well, yeah, it was here, here, and gone because it turned into CDs, then DVDs, and then gone to vanish off the face of the earth. Yeah. Well, not quite, but you know, I mean, I'm sure that my boy probably won't even know what a CD is. He he thinks that they're for rubbing on the floor. The last episode I watched came from 2002. So did you watch any oh, before? Yeah. So I watched the last one of the millenn- um, of the 1999. How the hell did you know it was the last one of 99? Unless they um, made they were, it as part of the were, episode. Yeah, because they were talking about the. Did you know Millennium Bug? Yeah, Millennium Bug, Y2K, and this and that. Was uh, it Y2K? Yeah, Y2K, yeah. Yeah, I only knew that because you've mentioned it a hundred times on this show. Because of that. <laughs> <It's> always... <laughs> In September 1999. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so they, they made like a Millennium Bug thing with like a chip on it, and then which was a little bit dark. And I actually I, think I, I remember watching this as a kid. So Mark comes back from the future to like like Terminator kind of thing. Um, and obviously, looking at it now, that's quite dark, but um, quite cool. Like he came back from the future to like terminate to destroy the Millennium Bug because that was going bad in the future and whatever. Anyway, point made. So um, then they made the Millennium Bug, but I wrote a note here that they missed so much out. Then they had a morph segment. I can't remember what that was about. Um, then they had a how to draw segment, which maybe had been the firefighter one. I can't remember. Um, it looked like your were... son was into morph. Yeah, so, th- th- so he was. In fact, that's what it was. That's why I didn't write any notes for it because he was watching it, and it was. It, I think it was the noises they were making because they don't. They don't like. They don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, he was kind of just glued to it. And as soon as as soon as they turned off, he was he was bored. But um, yeah, he was. Um, he was into his morph, and and on on the back of that, I put on Pingu on the TV because obviously, like, very similar animation styles, probably the same person, right? Maybe, maybe not. Um, anyway, so Pingu was uh, they had the same kind of noises in Pingu and the same like animation. He loved Pingu, so got a new thing for him to watch instead of Pepper Bloody Pig. <laughs> um, um, no, no, like, no disrespect to the people that made Peppa Pig because it's absolutely fantastic like for the kids but when you've heard when you when you know each episode off by heart it, it gets a bit tiresome <laughs> um uh then they did um they, they went on to this kind of programmer VT segment 
thing and the um the programmer they're talking about programmers like actual programmers and they're like using cd roms and i just kind of laughed because i was like this is so like i, was, I, I don't not even sure they probably weren't even connected to the internet these computers and that just seems even to me like and i grew up with floppy disks and i grew up with cds and then dvds and no internet and encyclopedias and you know if you wanted an encyclopedia on a pc yeah exactly yeah you had to install it on your computer if you wanted that if you wanted a google kind of thing you had to install it um and even hearing like this now cd roms it just made me laugh i was like and they're, they're, they're basically plugging this smart game that I'm sure they must have released, but I didn't research it. Um, it was like a smart um, smart CD. It was basically like Microsoft Paint, but in a smart program with all the little bits and pieces and stuff like that. Um, then they did a kind of really quite a cool build your own tortoise segment, like with with a rubber glove and a and a and a paper plate, um, and then. <laughs> then they did this bit where pipe cleaner they made like a they put googly eyes on a balloon that they pumped up just a little bit and they put pipe cleaners all around it so it's like the millennium octopus and he goes oh, i'm the millennium octopus blah, 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 and then some guy comes and pops it <laughs> uh, and that was kind of the end of the episode and it's like a yeah we're done for the millennium see you next millennium year 2000 whatever oh, was that the last episode you watched yeah yeah, so I watched an episode from 2002, and do you know how the theme song has the and it's got the the scissors yeah. forever? It's now got like Mark running from the scissors. It's got a bit oh, where right. Jay's doing something, and there's got a bit where Kirsty's in the in the opening credits. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, and you can see that now they're kind of geared towards computers and things for computers. So what they're doing is a, a cuddly creature cover. For your computer monitor and they're talking about um norman rockwell and like it's it's a it's a, a segment called works of art so norman rockwell he's a one of them like inquisitive painters so what he would kind of do is he would paint a picture of a family going on a picnic so capturing their very emotion at that moment how they're feeling so excited happiness and then he would paint when they're going home. So maybe sad trepidation and whatnot. Now there's a thing called smart tips on the road. So they're just basically in a car and they're just doing like a quick smart tip. So this one was how to draw a circle, how to draw a snake on a branch and how to draw an avalanche. And Jay, he visits the Palm House Gardens and so he's kind of seen talking about different gardens, how they look. And so he's basically got a bit of paper, got a small paper for like paint and he's like scraping it along. And he actually ends up making a really nice picture of the, uh, the palm house using just a bit of paper and just scraping it along. And Kirsten is making really nice placemats with like foods on it. And the kids do a big old art attack style drawing. So they make an elephant using the toy box and they were playing the song about Nelly the elephant. Packed a trunk and said goodbye to the circus. Off she goes with a trumpety trump, 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 trump. And then going to Hindustan. So I'm thinking, how old is this song? 
Hindustan. Yeah. Was that even a real place? I think it was a mix of India and Pakistan. Hindustan. That sounds like a that sounds like a mistake a white person made. No. Look. Far right march. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Bombay, a travelling circus king, they brought an intelligent elephant and Nelly was her name. One dark night, she slipped her iron chain and off she ran to Hindustan and was never seen again. Nelly the elephant packed her trunk and said goodbye to the circus. Off she went with the trumpety chump, 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 chump. Nelly the elephant packed her trunk and trundled back to the jungle. Off she went with the trumpety chump, 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 chump. The head of the herd was calling far, far away. They met one night in the silver light on the road to Manalay. Nelly the elephant packed her trunk and said goodbye to the circus. Off she went with a trumpety chump, 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 chump. There you go. So we've we've established that Nelly the elephant is an Indian elephant. No, but she ran to Hindustan. She didn't run from Hindustan. Oh, so she might have been an African elephant. Why Probably. you got me all into Nelly the elephant now? I just won. I just been silly. Sorry. That's ah, all right. I mean, it was one of those. Yeah, one of those songs with uh, very very old old ass lyrics. It's one of those ones you don't really know. Like the second verses and stuff like that. Do you know, like there's a... yeah, and uh, the fine. There's a bit at the end where you just have music and like Mark is just creating something with a board, as though he creates an incredible ominous night sky with buildings, and like the sky is like purple and a bit of brown, and you know the most incredible rainstorm is about to hit. That literally happened when I was in. Um, Washington DC like that whole week in America the weather was incredible but on that Saturday whoa like the sky like the color I can't even explain the color like you just know there was a massive rainstorm which I got a little bit caught up in but I think the majority of it thankfully I didn't get caught up in it but that like sky reminded me of that time when I was in America and it just looked absolutely incredible and it was just again testament to the incredible talent of of mark's bait and yeah any any last words on smart no i mean it's one of those shows that was i mean everyone has a little bit of a smile on their face when it's like, click 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 you can't help not smile so that, that, I think that shows a lot of what it did and obviously the pre- presenters and everything. It's a legacy show. Like It's one of those institutional programs that raised us all in the 90s and, and 2000s. And God, you can only imagine how many kids pursued a career in art because of shows like this. And yeah, you'd have absolutely. kids who would literally be doing everything they're doing. And they'll be sending and, and, off pictures and getting the yeah. smart note notepad. Did you did you see how small that is though? What I thought it was like an A4 sized notebook thing. A5 sketchbook. is standard though for like drawers. Oh, they, but yeah, because they showed it, it was tiny. I was like, it was A5 at least? Not going to be smaller than that. It was on one of the episodes. I can't remember which one, but they showed it, and it's tiny. Well, it's yeah. not like a. Nope, like well, it's not. It's not A4, but it's A5. So it's like a flip book kind of thing. So you just draw little yeah. things, and you just kind of. It's one of those things where you can take it with you uh, on the bus, and just yeah. kind of dawdle yeah, exactly. along, and that's 
probably why that was the reason of the uh, of the size. So ah, now here comes the part where we have to choose. Right. I'm my I'm I'm not on the fence. So do you want me to go or do you want to go? Absolutely, first? go for it. I'm not on the fence either. Right. So I'm going to go art attack. I knew every day of the week. Knew you was going to go art attack. It's it's a couple of things. First of all, I like that Art Attack was accessible by all of the social classes. Um, you, that in- well, I'm, 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 wait, 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 okay. Poor kids can do whatever they were doing on Smart, okay? Mm, can they? Yes, they can. You can, can find they? an old Cornflex box and make something. Yeah, no, it's, but it's not that. It's some of the other bits and pieces that they had to do, and also, it's not only that. That's not the only reason. The other reason is that smart isn't like doesn't explain it well enough well enough either because it says like it always uses that here's one I made earlier thing and even if it's like you know they got a cereal box and then all of a sudden it's a brand new thing and then it's like oh yeah this one I made earlier and then it's like here's one I made earlier and they bring out a new rocket ship and it's like no nah. I don't think it, it went it down like that. No, but it didn't. I'm exaggerating, obviously. But, I mean, it, they did miss out a few steps. And uh, aside from the fish that I still might make, <laughs> um, there wasn't anything really that kind of took my fancy. And a lot of things like the, the mechanical stuff was quite complicated. Um, um, yeah, but anyway, more than that, like aside everything else like that, the feeling I got when I listened to the Art Attack theme tune was way better than the one I got with the smart because it's just a feeling of Art Attack coming on when I was a kid was like, that's amazing. And smart was great. I'm not taking anything away from the show. Great show. Everything was, was spot on. But Art Attack edged it for me because of how I felt when I was a kid. Can't I just go with Smart Attack and be done with it? <laughs> I think that's probably the fairest thing to do. Smart Attack. Unfortunately... Unfortunately, although that was a very clever name. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with Smart because, yeah, just some of the pictures that they would draw, some of the stuff that they would do, it like it was breathtaking. Like the, the final piece that I watched that Mark did, that was out of this world. Like the, the gardens that Jay created as well, that was so good. And even like um, the Kingsley Lacey, I think the the name of the house was that Mark did with the uh, Jurassic Band. I thought that was incredible as well. There isn't a loser because I loved Art Attack as a kid. I loved watching it now. New Buchanan, he's another institution of like British television in the 90s. I think he's like, he needs to be knighted and made a night of the round table or whatever it is they do with that kind of stuff. But yeah, like I think with smart, you know, taking away the tragedy and everything to it, I thought it was a fantastic show. It was a show that I watched well into the two thousands. I didn't watch art attack in the two thousands. I can safely say that I was amazed back as a kid. It was still on. I'm like, damn, you still on? When I'm like flicking the channels and I see Art Attack, I'm like, damn. I'm like, this 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 guy's still on? Shoot. That's what I what I'm thinking about Art Attack. But like again, it wasn't to take away from anything. I just thought the pictures and the, the things on Smart were a lot. Like I I look at it and think, 
wow, this is incredible. Like I'm in awe of, of, of these pictures and these designs and things like that. And the way I think Mark Spate was as a presenter, I thought he was just, he was so much fun. He was, yeah, wacky. He was goofy and he was, he really made that show for what it was. And yeah, like Neil Buchanan as well. Like it's, it's like I said, there isn't, there isn't a, a show that I liked way more than another. This is one of those where it just, yeah, for me, smart, just, just tipped it ever so slightly. So yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. And I think yeah, it'll be a good place to bring it to an end. This was another cracking episode, and yeah, yesterday's capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. Like honestly, like we are we are talking about some TV show royalty here, guys. Like yeah, check it out. It's available wherever you get your um your podcast from. Give it a listen, like, share, subscribe, download, do whatever it is your podcast platform allows you to do. You know, you guys have come with us a long way. We're almost approaching our one year birthday. So y'all been with us for so long and we appreciate you for, for being with us on this journey. Um, on the socials, you can find us on Instagram at Yesterday's Capers one on Facebook, we're on facebook.com forward slash yesterday's capers. We're on Twitter at yesterday capers. And you can find me on Instagram at Abdullah underscore Molim. On Twitter, it's Abdullah Molim, all one word. Give me a follow. Give me a holler. Let me know what I'm doing right. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. I'm all ears. And yeah, join us next time for another episode of Yesterday's Capers. Yesterday's Capers.